VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. We do thank you for joining us for News Roundup Friday on Crosstalk today, coming your way from the VCY America Network. And friends, as I'm reviewing a number of stories here for the broadcast today that uh, Sandy's prepared for us, he just said the words out loud, we're in a mess. We are really in a mess as a nation, and uh, certainly it shows what happens when we forsake the Lord, when we turn our back on Him, when we poke Him in the eye, and uh, we are seeing that uh, over and over and over again throughout our land, and we just don't learn. I mean, we can go back in history and see what happens uh, when nations forsook the Lord and uh, God's judgment, and and uh, certainly uh, we see that uh, unfolding uh, in a variety of ways. And uh, so, friends, uh, continue to uh, recognize uh, what God has ordained will come to pass. We can trust that. Uh, we are not just uh, left floating out here in this uh, vast universe, uh, you know, wondering uh, what what's going to befall us. Uh, but no, God's plan is going to come for, to fruition. He does set up. He takes down. Uh, sometimes he, he plants and sometimes he uproots. And uh, God will do according to what he will. But uh, what you read in scriptures is going to come to pass. It's guaranteed. And uh, so, friends, let's be faithful ambassadors uh, of the good news of Jesus Christ. A number of uh, news stories taking place this week here. Tuesday night, uh, the House uh, narrowly voted to impeach Secretary of uh, Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. That vote was 214 to 213. And uh, uh, Stephen Scalise had been absent before from uh, uh, having some cancer treatments. He was back and participated in that vote. And uh, Western Journal is reporting that uh, President uh, Biden threw a fit in response to this. He said, uh, history will not look kindly on House Republicans for their blatant act of unconstitutional partisanship that has targeted an honorable public servant in order to play petty political games. Now, friends, you want to see what's happening at the border? You want to see the lawlessness that has ensued uh, this country? It is not petty political games. Uh, he then moved on to his statement to demand that Congress vote to give him his administration the tools and resources needed to address the situation at the border. Ladies and gentlemen, he has those tools. He has those resources. He was referring to what is termed the, quote, bipartisan plan developed in the Senate. Uh, the plan had already been declared dead on arrival in the House of Representatives uh, by Speaker Johnson. Uh, Representative Mike Gallagher announced on Saturday that he will not seek re-election to Congress in 2024. He was one of just three Republicans who voted against the impeachment of Mayorkas earlier this week. He had a uh, promising career. He was heading this uh, special uh, committee, this Armed Services and Intelligence Committee chair on the Cyberspace Solarium Commission and the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, He was being wooed to run for the U.S. Senate seat in our state and yet did not because of his prestigious position that he had in the House of Representatives. He voted against impeachment and now is uh, saying he is not going to be seeking re-election. Well, Senator Marco Rubio took to the floor uh, this past week and talked about uh, uh, refugees and those that are here illegally, uh, indicating that uh, those who are coming into this nation are being paid more than those who have worked and entitled to benefits. Uh, Here's what he had to say. One of the things I see a lot in South Florida are people that have been in this country that maybe came from Cuba 45 years ago. They've worked here their entire lives. They retire. They get $800, $900, $1,000 a month from Social Security. And then they run into somebody who just got here from Cuba three months ago, 29 years old, doesn't work, and is given $1,500 a month in benefits by our government because they're refugees. That refugee, a year later, is traveling back to Cuba 15 times. So you're a refugee fleeing oppression from a place that you now go back and visit 15 times the following year. And in the meantime, we're giving you Medicaid, food stamps, health care for your children, cash payments from the refugee fund. So imagine if you've been working here for 40 years. And your social security check is smaller than the benefits going to a 28-year-old. 
able-bodied person who just got here. That's real. That happens. That's happening every day. That makes no sense. No, it does not make any sense. That was Senator Rubio. And you know what else is not making sense? Looking at an article here from the Epic Times, it is the United States that is bankrolling our own invasion. Yes, we are bankrolling. We are funding. We are paying for our own invasion. How? By funding the United Nations and its partners, which in turn give hundreds of millions of dollars in cash and aid to migrants who eventually cross the U.S. southern border illegally. While the United Nations has aided migrants for decades, the scope of its operations has dramatically expanded as the number of illegal immigrants from at least 160 countries into the United States has surged. The expansion has been fueled by more than $1 billion in funding from the United States government to the U.N. and other agencies assisting migrants, according to a government spending database. We're actually funding our own border crisis. It's uh, Todd Benzman, Senior National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies, and it's provided by ultimately the United States taxpayer. But the funding has skyrocketed under the Biden administration to nearly $1.3 billion in 2023. That's more than double what had been under the Trump administration. From just the news, newly discovered emails between the Department of Homeland Security officials and journalists show the agency tasked with protecting U.S. border and domestic security admitted it is not tracking illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, after they were released from federal custody into the interior of the country. Michael Chamberlain, the director of Protect the Public's Trust, said the emails are fresh proof that Homeland officials know the consequences of their policies on border security. By the way, HotAir.com, a recent 60-minute segment, reveals that migrants have been using the information provided by the helpful communist TikTok posters to locate gaps in the border barriers where they can cross into the United States undetected. These illegal migrants have uh, purportedly been using videos on the China-owned social media platform that provided step-by-step instructions how to find gaps in the border wall and to hire smugglers. Western Journal reporting that a Latin street gang with origins in Venezuela could be forming an alliance, at least temporarily, with the brutal gang MS-13 in New York City, an FBI agent has warned. In New York City, the gang has already set up operations actively using organized methods to steal mobile phones and then ship them back to South America where they can be resold for cash. Members soon spread to Colombia, Peru, and other countries relying in large part on human smuggling and sex trafficking to make cash. From Breitbart, border patrol agents in California arrested groups of migrants suspected of involvement in a sophisticated theft scheme involving stolen department store gift cards, possession of fraudulently identified documents, and credit card skimming activities. The pair of independent busts occurred in the El Centro Border Patrol sector last week and involved five Chinese nationals in one case, two Romanian nationals in the second. Three of the five Chinese nationals were determined to be asylum seekers released by DHS after entering the United States illegally. Amazing. Amazing indeed. From Fox 5 in New York, the NYPD said a suspect charged in the beating of two NYPD officers last month in Times Square has been arrested again, this time for allegedly shoplifting from the Macy's location at Queen Center Mall in Elmhurst. According to police, the 19-year-old Darwin Andreas Gomez Isquel was believed to have left New York City for California in a bus, but he's now been charged following the Tuesday incident. What is he doing out of prison to begin with? You're attacking police officers? You're left off without, what, paying bail? And now you're arrested again for shoplifting? The Center Square tells us federal officials announced Wednesday that they busted a group using trucks to bring fire extinguishers filled with illicit fentanyl and other illegal drugs across the U.S.-Mexico border. An uh, arraignment was scheduled Wednesday afternoon for the final defendant arrested on a federal grand jury indictment that alleges a scheme to smuggle fentanyl, methamphetamine, and heroin from Mexico into the U.S. The indictment alleges the drugs were packed into fire extinguishers and concealed in loads of scrap metal. The National Pulse tells us Border Patrol has recovered a 154-pound haul of methamphetamine from a Mexican drug trafficker in California. Agents discovered the drugs in a beige sedan. 
Again, this is the El Centro sector of the border in California. Having been stopped, the sedan's driver refused to consent to a search, but a canine sniffer dog established probable cause from outside the car that allowed Border Patrol to recover five duffel bags with multiple packages wrapped in cellophane from inside the vehicle. They were found to contain 154 pounds of meth, an estimated street value of $278,000. The driver had previously been issued with a border crossing card, has been arrested, and his entry benefits have been rescinded. And I wonder for how long. For how long will they be rescinded? Border Patrol uh, uh, agents, uh, Daily Caller is reporting, arrested more illegal immigrants whose names appeared on the terrorist watch list between October and January than in fiscal years 2017 through 2021 combined. That's according to Customs and Border Protection data updated on Tuesday. Border Patrol apprehensions of terror watch list migrants hit 172 in fiscal year 2023, 98 in fiscal year 2022. And friends, again, I ask the question, how many gotaways? How many gotaway that they did not detect that have been on that terrorist watch list? This is why it's so important to re- remember the message that we played earlier this week from the sh- uh, sheriff and uh, was at uh, Taylor County, Ohio, how critically important that message is for us to hear. The warning that is coming to the, the sheriffs at the national meetings uh, that have taken place just recently. Well, Just the News is reporting northern states are battling a record-breaking surge of illegal immigrants entering the U.S. from Canada, Border Patrol officers have said. Swanton Sector Chief Patrol Agent Robert Garcia, whose territory includes portions of Vermont, New Hampshire, New York, wrote last week on X, the record-breaking surge of illegal entries from Canada continues. He is urging the public to make a report if they see something suspicious. Garcia said that a private citizen's report led to the arrest of 10 citizens from Bangladesh. The Daily Signal reporting Denver buckling under a financial crisis caused by illegal immigration. Denver will cut hours at recreation centers end the in-person vehicle registration renewals and eliminate spring flower beds to save $5 million a year. It's a response to the migrant crisis that's expected to cost the city $180 million, the Colorado Sun reported. According to KUSA-TV, the local NBC News affiliate, the city is asking nearly every city department from animal shelters to the police department to make budget cuts so they can meet the cost of the new arrivals. City officials are also asking for the department that oversees elections cut nearly a million dollars and folks were in an election year. The DA's office has been asked to make a 5% cut. That's despite the fact that the city has been racked by violent crime. Like many other jurisdictions, Denver is paying the price for President Joe Biden's border crisis and for its own status as a sanctuary city. Friends, you can read that at the Daily Signal. Pamela Geller reporting more than 24,000 Chinese migrants crossed the U.S. borders illegally in 2023. There were only 2,000 in 2022, just 342 in 2021, making Chinese migrants the fastest growing illegal entries. Back in a minute. Oh, by the way, ICE is facing a $7 million shortfall. More stories after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY America Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president, author, and creation seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, was the ark big enough to carry all the animals that needed to be on board? Most assuredly it was, Chris. The ark was even bigger than it needed to be. Carefully estimating how many different kinds of animals there were before the flood and the average size, we see that the ark was more than sufficient for the task. In fact, it probably could have carried many more animals. I suspect that it also could have carried many more humans, too. But they had all rejected God's offer to repent and get on board. They died in the flood, but there was room on board. Chris, we don't know all the details about the flood, but those that we do know fit very nicely into the Back to Genesis truth of creation and the flood. If you'd like to go back to Genesis, you can find us on the web at www.icr.org. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.
This is News Roundup Day on Crosstalk here on BCY America. And let me make a correction. It's Butler County, Ohio. The Butler County Sheriff, Richard Jones, whose message we heard on Crosstalk on Monday of this week with that warning. And, uh, yeah, as we uh, shared just before going into the break, now the uh, Immigration Customs uh, Enforcement Agency re- facing a $700 million shortfall. wonder where that money's going. And uh, when we have the gotaways, friends, it is lawlessness that's run amok across this land. And we're doing it ourselves. We're doing it ourselves, and we're funding it at the same time. This is an interesting story. Um, and by the way, just uh, as uh, during that break, there was breaking news that came through from Fox News that uh, the judge has handed down a decision in the Trump New York civil fraud case. Uh, the New York judge ruled former President Donald Trump violated the law in the civil fraud case against him and his company, the Trump Organization. This is the uh, suit from uh, the Attorney General Letitia James and uh, accusing uh, the, uh, Donald Trump of fraudulent business practices and has ordered Trump and businesses to pay over $350 million in this case. And uh, no doubt that is going to be appealed. This coming from SlayNews.com, World Economic Forum founder and chairman Klaus Schwab has just announced plans for a new world that will transition humankind into a new era. You know, we've had Dr. Richard Schmidt on this program talking about artificial intelligence, and uh, some of these who, who warn about AI, Alex Newman has talked about AI as well as others. They say, oh, you're just, you're, you're conspiracy theorists. You're, you're wearing tinfoil hats. Well, during an appearance at the Globalist World Government Summit in Dubai, Schwab unveiled plans for so-called humanocracy, humanocracy. He described a, a, a disturbing fusion between human beings and artificial intelligence technology. The fourth industrial revolution touted by Schwab is a key element of the Great Reset Agenda. The plan involves eliminating capitalism and replacing elected governments with unelected bureaucrats and corporate elites. You know, I think there's one going to be known as Antichrist, going to be one of those unelected bureaucrats. The WEF's vision sees vast numbers of the human workforce replaced by AI-driven machines. Schwab and his WEF allies have admitted that this agenda will create a new, useless class of humans who will no longer be needed in this new world. One of WEF's agenda architects, one of those involved with the World Economic Forum, friends, has called for an 86% global reduction in population numbers to ensure that the global elite can have freedom and a high standard of living by placing a $1 billion, uh, $1 billion cap on the number of humans on Earth. We have over $8 billion right now, and they want a $1 billion cap. Uh, another WEF member argues that a 90% reduction in the global population of humans would solve globalist problems and help them achieve their net zero goals. Friends, it's no time to hit the snooze button. We've got to wake up. Got to wake up as to what is going on, what is afoot in this world. Let's move on to another story here today from the Daily Caller, Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is aged 47, prison colony is uh, perished. He alleged uh, he allegedly felt unwell after a walk at some point on Friday and subsequently lost consciousness the Federal Penitent- uh, Penitentiary Service said, death being investigated per standard prison procedure. Uh, he was in a uh, prison colony that was above the Arctic Circle in the midst of a 19-year prison sentence uh, based on charges of corruption and extremism was suddenly moved from a prison outside of Moscow to the Arctic Circle Penitentiary in December. Uh, he was a uh, critic of, uh, of uh, Vladimir Putin as well. First in prison in 2021. Um, Very interesting. His friends, members of his team, consistently warned that he would be killed in prison. By the way, from Reuters, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin's suggestion of a ceasefire in Ukraine to freeze the war, rejected by the United States after contacts between intermediaries, three Russian sources with knowledge, told Reuters. A U.S. source denied that there had been any official contacts and Washington would not engage in talks that did not involve Ukraine. 
from the Telegraph out of the UK. Russia wants to put a nuclear weapon into uh, into space. U.S. intelligence indicates it was described as a serious national security threat. Matter of fact, uh, an alarming development, Newsmax tells us, that could increase the risk of the U.S. electric grid to being wiped out in an electromagnetic pulse attack, is what it says. Looking back at the Telegraph, Joe Biden was uh, urged on Wednesday night to declassify the U.S. intelligence on the military operation that had been shared with every member of the Congress. The weapon system could be used to target Western satellites in space, potentially knocking out communications and military targeting systems. The weapon would not be used against targets on the ground, the sources said, but described the intelligence as very concerning and very sensitive. Wednesday night, the U.S. officials told the New York Times the nuclear capability had not been launched and was still in development. What is the truth of the matter? What is the truth? Russian President Vladimir Putin, the New York Post reports, made a surprising pick in the upcoming U.S. presidential election, saying he prefers predictable President Joe Biden over Donald Trump, who's complimented Putin over the years. Biden is a more experienced, predictable person, a politician of the old school Putin uh, said, but we will work with any U.S. president who the American people have confidence. From Newsmax, Iran is claiming territorial rights to the South Pole, including plans to build a military base there that could be in violation of an international treaty. Rear Admiral Sharam Irani, commander of Iran's Navy, said his country has property rights to the South Pole and pledges to raise the Iranian flag there. His comments were revealed in an interview on Iranian television and uh, believing that they have rights to the South Pole and uh, seeking a military base there as well. Well, friends, uh, the New York Post is reporting George Soros poised to take a massive stake in the nation's second largest radio company that owns more than 220 stations nationwide, according to court filings and sources close to the situation. The left-leaning billionaire Soros Fund Management has bought up $400 million of debt in Odyssey, the number two U.S. Uh, radio broadcaster behind iHeartMedia, with stations including New York's WFAN and WINS, Winds Radio, Los Angeles-based KROQ, according to the bankruptcy filings. One insider close to the situation noted that he was a Republican that believed he was po- it was possible that Charles was playing, uh, you know, buying this uh, stake to exert influence on public opinion in the months leading up to the 2024 presidential election. Now, wouldn't that be sweet to have Mr. Soros uh, have his fingerprints over a couple hundred radio stations across this nation? A Daily Wire reporting the White House suggested Monday that President Biden will take, well, not take, but not take, he will not take a cognitive test during his yearly physical exam, despite overwhelming skepticism from voters that he has the mental fitness needed uh, that he lacks it to uh, serve a second term. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre said Monday that Dr. Kevin O'Connor believes that Biden proves every day how he operates, how he thinks by de- dealing with world leaders, by making really difficult decisions on behalf of the American people, whether it's domestic or whether it is national security. Also, at the same time, the National Pulse reporting about Vice President Kamala Harris facing increasing scrutiny following reports that her boss, President Biden, is displaying diminished mental faculties. The uh, vice president was asked by press aboard Air Force Two whether she needed to prove her leadership skills to voters in the event that she's needed to replace Biden as the Democratic presidential nominee. She said, I am ready to serve. There's no question about that. Defending her ability to lead, the vice president said, anyone who has worked with her walks away fully aware of my capacity to lead. Does that give you comfort? Uh, Let's see. The Blaze is reporting the U.S. Senate passed a $95 billion foreign aid package Tuesday morning. The vote was uh, 70 to uh, 29. And uh, let's see. uh, Opponents filibustered this through the night, although the bill was uh, cleared the chamber with the help of 18 Republican senators. Its fate in Congress is anything but certain. Uh, Mike Johnson basically saying this thing is dead on arrival coming to them. Matter of fact, uh, he... uh, spoke that he's not going to be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill. Let's just uh, hear some comments that he had to speak. Regarding the border, you know, 
talk about the American people not being listened to. They are crying out to the Biden administration to secure the border. This is not a Republican issue. It's an issue for every single person, and everybody knows it. We know the stories of children being poisoned by fentanyl and cities being overwhelmed by migrant surges. We know House Republicans have shown that we are listening to and, and, and holding the administration accountable for this catastrophe. We're listening to the people. We're taking action to hold Biden accountable. Last night, the House voted to approve articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We had to do that. He has abdicated his responsibility, he's breached the public trust, and he's disregarded the laws Congress has passed. But, but much more has to be done, of course, to secure the border. And what the Senate produced this week is silent on that issue. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. Washington Times, again, that was Speaker Johnson. Washington Times reporting a pair of moderate House Republicans unveiling an alternative foreign aid package on Thursday that combines military aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan with Trump-era border policy. The latest wrinkle, though, in Congress's saga to send aid to the Allies comes after two Senate foreign aid packages, one with border security, the other without, have been torpedoed by Republicans. From PJ Media, Democrats are preparing to do an end run around Johnson and employ a little-used parliamentary gimmick known as a discharge petition. They need 218 signatures on the petition. That means they're going to need some help from the GOP to make it happen. Even opponents of the aid package know if it comes to the floor, it's going to pass by a wide margin. Representative Biggs of Arizona said on a conservative talk show that it's a hard no on passing Ukraine aid, but if it were to get to the floor, it would pass. Let's just be frank about that. Uh, Troubling news uh, this week out of uh, Kansas City. JustTheNews.com reporting authorities uh, said today they have officially filed charges against two juveniles. The two juveniles being held in connection with the shooting death during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade earlier this week. Uh, Missouri's Jackson County Family Court said the juveniles are being treated on gun-related and resisting arrest charges and that additional charges are expected. Uh, With this, uh, one person was killed, 22 other people injured or wounded in the shooting. Police say started as a dispute between several people. And another top House uh, Republican announces retirement. Uh, uh, House uh, Homeland Security Committee Chair Mark Green of Tennessee announced Wednesday that he is retiring from Congress because the institution and the country in general is largely broken beyond repair. He said, our country and our Congress is broken beyond most means of repair. I've come to realize our fight is not here within Washington. Our fight is with Washington. And I have done, uh, as I have done my entire life, I will continue serving this country, but in a new capacity. A quick break here on Crosstalk, and then we're going to come back with uh, several more stories uh, to address some other issues going on in the news. And uh, we will be back in just one minute here on the VCY American Network. Israel. It's only about the size of New Jersey, yet it makes headlines all over the world. Throughout history, many attempts have been made to annihilate the Jews. Threats continue today to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, yet none of these attempts have ever succeeded. In the book, Miracle of Israel, authors Gary Frazier and Jim Fletcher present the shocking, untold story of God's love for His people. The authors take you back to Israel past, focusing on God's promise to Abraham, the entry into the promised land, and the message of the prophets. You'll read of Israel present, with events leading up to and including Israel becoming a nation. And you'll read of Israel's future, the Gog and Magog War, the Great Tribulation, and the Millennial Kingdom. Miracle of Israel is available for a donation of $17 or more when you call one 800 729-9829. 
listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network, a news roundup Friday here today on the broadcast. And uh, friends, other issues are taking place as well from religionnews.com. Greece, the nation of Greece, yesterday became the first Orthodox Christian country, I put that in quotes, to legalize same-sex civil marriage despite opposition from the influential, socially conservative Greek church. A cross-party majority of 176 lawmakers, the 300-seat parliament, voted late Thursday in favor of the landmark bill. The prime minister tweeted after the vote that Greece is proud to become the 16th European Union country to legislate marriage equality. And I put that in quotes. It's not marriage, friends. Marriage is between a man and a woman. That's that's what marriage is. Ever, anything else is is a, it's fraudulent. It's it's not it's 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 fake fake marriage. Um, the postmillennial.com is reporting on Monday night. Hundreds of activists descended upon the Iowa State Capitol in Des Moines to protest a new bill that, if passed, would codify a biology-based classification of gender into law. Opponents have been vocal in their desire to see HSB 649 next. The bill proposed by the Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, who told the Des Moines Register, just like we did with girls sports, this bill protects women's spaces and rights afforded to us by Iowa law and the Constitution. The bill explicitly defines sex as a person's biological sex, either male or female at birth, though it does provide exceptions for those who are born with a medically verifiable diagnosis or disorder or difference of sex development. Per the Americans with Disabilities Act, the bill would keep certain spaces such as bathrooms, locker rooms, and shelters segregated by sex. And so you have trans activists occupying the state house to protest the legal definition of men and women. Did you ever imagine you'd see that in your lifetime? Todd Starnes is reporting the best girls high jumper in New Hampshire is actually a boy. Uh, Mayel uh, Jacques, a student at uh, the Kira Sarge Regional High School is a boy but competes as a girl, was made state championship in the in the high jump, and he smashed the all-time girls record by jumping an inch higher than the gals. As Breitbart News reported, had he competed as a boy, he would have gone down in defeat. The highest boys jump was six foot two. But he was able to win the girls' competition. LifeSaintNews.com tells us of a young Florida driver has been charged with a felony. What did he do? Well, he took his truck and was caught on video intentionally leaving burnout or skid marks on a city crosswalk painted in the colors of the rainbow flag. Dylan Brewer of Clearwater, Florida, was arrested and charged with felony criminal mischief, over $1,000 in reckless driving, according to a statement from the Delray Police Department. Brewer himself uh, turned himself into the police department Monday and was taken to the Palm Beach County Jail, released early the next morning after posting $5,250 bond. I think that's more money than required against uh, an individual who attacked police officers. No, just don't put a skid mark on a rainbow-colored crosswalk. The Palm Beach County Human Rights Council said in the statement that the vandalism should be considered a hate crime, according to a South Florida Sun-Sentinel report. Uh, Fox News is reporting University of California system is, is seeing a staggering increase in the number of students who identify as either transgender or non-binary. According to data released in January, the number of undergraduate students identifying as non-binary across the UC system campuses rose by over 2,000 from 2019 to 2023. The percentage of students identifying as gender nonconforming or non-binary or transgender has also tripled over the last four years from 0.06 in 2019 to 1.9% in the year 2023. By the way, two climate activists arrested at the National Archives Wednesday after throwing a pink powder on the casings that hold the United States Constitution, reports the Daily Caller. Uh, video uploaded, uh, they can be heard saying this country is founded on the condition that all men are created equally. We're calling for all people to have all these rights, not just wealthy white men. We all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. And goes on to show the Capitol Police arresting the individuals. Troubling times indeed, friends. We've got nearly 20 states right now that are weighing legislation that would make assisted suicide legal in their states. 
Uh, there's a dire warning coming from the FedEx founder. This is from the Daily Wire. FedEx founder and executive chair Fred Smith warned during an interview that the BRIC nations, that's Brazil, Russia, India, and China, have set out to dethrone the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. And if that happens, the standard of living that Americans are accustomed to will be gone forever, they report. Smith made the warning during an interview with uh, Brett Baer while uh, taking uh, talking about uh, today's inflation report, showing that inflation was worse than projected. Prices are up overall 17.9% since Biden took office. Um, also, uh, two, uh, this is uh, from the Epoch Times, two key U.S. Capitol Police security cameras that were pointed at the D- Democratic National Committee's offices during the January 6, 2021 pipe bomb incident. Guess what, friends? It was found they were remotely redirected by police and did not record or broadcast critical portions of the police response, the Epoch Times has learned. A review of yet unreleased security video footage by the Epic Times shows Capitol Police Camera 3173, located directly across the street from where the DNC bomb sat, was remotely directed from the scene at 1.29 p.m. before the bomb squad arrived. Isn't that just timely that it was remotely panned away from the site that was under investigation? Uh, here we have from uh, the National Review. Making assumptions about another person's gender identity based on their appearance or name can be problematic and send a harmful exclusionary message. That's said by Anthony Blinken. He wrote in a February 5 cable that instructed State Department employees to avoid using common terms like mother, father, son, daughter, husband, or wife. And uh, friends, this is a very troubling story out of Illinois from LifeSiteNews.com. Illinois parents and guardians could face criminal child abuse charges if they don't help their children or others under their care get abortions. The proposed legislation would also target parents who decline to help their minors undergo surgical or chemical mutilation in order to present themselves as the opposite sex. Democratic Representative Ann Stava Murray introduced the bill last week. It's HB 4876 that would amend and abused uh, uh, they would amend the legislation known as the abused and neglected child reporting act to declare anyone an abused child if they're denied primary care services abortion services or gender affirming services it would also shield abortionists surgeons and other medical professionals from civil or criminal liability if they kill preborn babies or remove healthy organs from kids without their parents' consent. Child abuse charges carry prison time as well as fines. Friends, it is just amazing, amazing to see what is happening in our country. And now for charges due, if this becomes law, if they would pass this legislation, the criminalized parents, imprisoned parents are not helping their daughter abort their own grandchild. And then, friends, also we bring to your attention Senate Bill 3589 before the U.S. Senate, S-3589. It's a bill called to prohibit unauthorized private paramilitary activity and for other purposes. They're calling it the Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act of 2024. It is concerned by some because, friends, how they often will draft things and then come all the rules. It is believed by some that this could actually affect church security teams if passed into law. Now, we understand, uh, according to sources from Gun Owners America, that this is not going to see the light of day, at least getting to the House of Representatives. But the notion that something like this might even be proposed and the ramifications of it yet untold are very, very critical and knowledgeable for us to uh, be made aware of. Let me just mention this. Uh, I've, I've got more stories here, but, you know, we wonder why all these issues? Why are we seeing such such debauchery take place in our society today? Why are we seeing this, uh, the, you know, the, the uh, destruction of our nation? And, friends, it's happening internally. It, we're imploding within. We're imploding within. We as a nation are our worst enemy. We're funding the, you know, the invasion at the borders. We're the ones that are allowing the killing of the preborn baby. 
We are the ones that are, that are, you know, we don't know what biology means anymore between male and female. We've given up on those issues. I mean, we throw our hands up and, and we're seeing this nation go down so very, very fast. I mean, recently there was an official that, that took their oath of office on a, on a stack of LGBT books and pornography, taking their oath of office. And I wondered if we want to know why we are having these problems. Friends, I believe the church has failed. The church has failed to be the church. And I'm going to give you just one classic example. One example of what I mean by that. The Christian Post just reported on this week of a megachurch in Ohio whereby the pastor kicks a Bible off the stage during Super Bowl Sunday service. It's an evangelical megachurch in Ohio, kicked off Super Bowl weekend literally with a sermon that all of social media is buzzing about. Pastors with Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, a multi-state interdenominational church that boasts a weekly congregation of roughly 34,000, punted a copy of the Bible as part of its Super Bowl of Preaching series. With play-by-play announcers, color commentary, a referee, and a stage covered in astroturf, the Crossroads pulpit resembled Allegiant Stadium more than any church on Sunday morning as senior pastor Brian Tomey and pastor Ali Patterson sported football jerseys as they took the stage for the pregame coin flip. Coin flip. After Tomey wins the flip, the referee asked, would you like to kick or receive the Bible? I will receive, Tomey replied. Patterson is then seen taking a few steps back as another pastor squares up with the Bible, which had a football-style book cover on it, before kicking the Bible off the stage and into the crowd. Patterson then high-fives her colleague in celebration. In another sequence, the Bible is kicked yet again, this time a shorter distance, as the rest of the players on stage jump on top of the book as they tackle one another. We're going to get some emails. Here we go, the announcer remarks. In an introduction to the video, Andy Ryder, community pastor for Crossroads Anywhere, the church's mobile app, offers a greeting and a disclaimer warning viewers that the church service has little or nothing to do with actual football or Super Bowl. You might be wondering why on earth we would do something like this. One of the reasons, said Ryder, was because, now listen to this, we believe the church can and should be fun. Friends, that's the problem we have in our society today. That is indeed the very problem that we have taking place in our society. It's all about fun. It's all about entertainment. And here we have this main, this, this church, way off the grid of Scripture, but kicking the Scriptures into the audience. I saw a video of another church in which they said, uh, you know, took the Bible and, and, and squirting syrup all over it and, and, and whipped cream, saying we don't worship a book. We're not after this book. And then we wonder why we have problems as a nation. My dear friend, we have forgotten God and we have poked him in the eye. That's my thoughts. Let's open some phone lines here from you today. If you would like to comment on any of these stories or other current event issue, our number to crosstalk is 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. This is Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Well, the world has been forced to face the reality of what we've been talking about for several months and some people for years, and that is that UNRWA, the UN organization in the Gaza, is a terrorist organization. That's what many of us believe, and indeed, we have found their supplementary curriculum to encourage the hatred of the Jews, genocide, jihad. And now we find that there was reportedly right underneath that UN building of UNRWA a big data server for Hamas, and they found weapons. Well, that doesn't come as a shock to us because shortly after the October 7th murder of 1,200 Jews, we reported that some of the terrorists, they were rejoicing about what they did. They were said to be graduates of this UN school where they were taught this ideology. It's time for Americans to understand the United Nations is an organization against Christians and Jews and liberty and freedom.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. What is the responsibility of the church? Is it to kick the Bible into the audience? The other church I'm referring to is Transformation Church in Bixby, Oklahoma. For the pastor, is there a pouring syrup all over the scriptures and whipped cream as well to make his point? Friends, is that the position of the church? We're told in scriptures, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is pure. What a mockery we are making as we do this to the Scriptures. We'll take your phone calls here today on Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. We're going to begin in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Dave, you're on the air. Oh, thanks, Jim. It's just unbelievable what's going on. I mean, uh, the Ten Commandments are done away, and now they're kicking the Bible and I just came across First Timothy. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, which I think those are, and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Yeah. That's what we're that's what we're dealing with. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, we are dealing with that, and that's a, a very appropriate scripture for what we are, are seeing here. Josh in Waukesha, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, my comment is about this church that, uh, you know, thinks so little of the Bible, they want to kick it around. I don't know uh, how many people have seen also, but that same church did, they did like an um, imitation of Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. They had a giant wrecking ball with one of the pastors wearing a referee outfit, singing along to that, like just the absolute satanic disgusting display of what people who claim to be Christians uh, really sometimes look like when they aren't truly seeking and following the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much here, Josh. Appreciate your call. Dale is next in Port Charlotte, Florida. You're on the air. Yeah. So my, my question is how long are we going to try and, and approach things from a political point of view? Why are we continuing to try and fix America? Instead of getting people ready for the rapture, getting people to get right with God and recognize that everything is absolutely off the rails, not only in the world around us, but inside the so-called churches, I don't understand that people are being distracted by doing uh, good things, standing for righteousness, but there is one best thing. It's no wonder that that at least five of the virgins were not ready. They weren't trimming their lamps. They weren't getting clean. They weren't getting ready. And, and as as we have so often said, and thank you, Dale, for your comments here today, uh, but we have that twofold responsibility of being both salt and light. We do need to spread the gospel uh, in a world in great need. There is great spiritual need across this land, and we have that responsibility to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the only thing that will last for eternity. Eternity is the Word of God and people, and it's important that we sow the seed of God's Word in the lives of many. But we also have a responsibility as the agent of salt as well that has an impact. Just as salt impacts that which is around it, so so do we also. And we, we make this impact, Dale, because there are those who are—we uh, think of the youth of today— and the importance of standing up and as, as far as what is being taught for them and, and laws that are being passed because we're leading young people down the, stray, uh, leading them, uh, down the wrong path, leading them astray. And certainly we want to see them come to faith in Christ as well. Absolutely. Yep. I think they're being distracted by our trying to fix America, make America yep. great again. And we should be promoting the gospel and preaching Jesus Christ and salvation. We do that. And as I've said, Dale, we have a twofold responsibility. Uh, and, and the Scripture tells us also to let us do good unto all men, especially unto those of the household of faith, and uh, to love our neighbor, and, and if we don't stand up for the, the preborn, So it is, it is not one or the other, it is both, both salt and light. Thanks for the call. Phil in Mitchell, South Dakota, you're on the air. Uh, yes, you're quoted, you're saying about those two churches, the one that tackled the Bible and the one that poured syrup and whipped cream, yeah. two counts of blasphemy. And also another news story, uh, the Minister of Environment and Climate Change of Canada talked about inmates running the asylum up there. He was quoted early this week as stating that, that the Canadian government should stop 
uh, funding all construction of new roads, and that caused a big controversy. But he uh, conveniently made a statement that he, quote-unquote, was misquoted. So I just thought I'd tell you what was going on up up in our neighbors to the north, how thank insane they, they're becoming. Well, thank you for your comments. Uh, Vera in Texas, you're on the air. Hello, Vera. Hello. Yes, you're yes. on the air. Uh, we were talking about the breakdown of the kinds of churches that we have today. And in my opinion, the churches the uh, that we're seeing today that aren't holding true to the gospel as a product of our broken families and homes of the past 40 years. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your comment. Victoria in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hey there. I'm very sad to hear about the blasphemy, but that those pastors are going to be punished severely because God is not mocked. And also, not happy with certain news stations, the one in Chicago, um, I won't mention names, but also there's a couple news stations in Milwaukee, um, <laughs> they were talking about camp calf cocktails and hot toddies, $25. Um, there was a lady, a quote, trans-friendly cocktails. They were a promotion of alcohol and mixed drinks. Um, the news anchor says, quote, be sure to eat food before having tequila because it goes straight to your brain. So I just want to make a mention about I'm not happy with all the promotion of alcoholism, yeah. even on the news. It was at 11.30 um, on the news two days ago, and I took notes. I have a notepad, and I'm just horrified at all the promotion of drinking and alcoholism, and that's how they're going to um, lull people to sleep with the mark of the beast is the alcoholism and the drugs. Okay. Thank you for your thoughts here, Victoria. We're going to squeeze in one last call in. Barry in Tennessee, you're on the air. Yes, Jim, you're exactly right. Uh, the the problem with the what's going on in our nation is, as I've said before, it's it's the church. The church has failed the Great Commission. You know, God, everything it lays upon the church. God put the church in the world to keep the devil in check. And when the church fails that commission, then this is what you have. You're going to have hell on earth, and then the judgment will be start. It started, the mess started in the church and it's going to end in the church, you know, and, and if we don't get back to prayer and seeking after God like we need to, you know, this, this thing, this thing's winding down. We're going to go by way of all the rest of the world, those that are not uh, having their hearts set upon him. Indeed, we are, and I'm sorry we're out of time here to go any further. Thank you for your comments uh, from Tennessee. Friends, our time is gone. The Lord's Day is coming. Will you be in a Bible-believing Bible-teaching local church this Lord's Day. I trust you will. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.